I'm so thankful to the Lord for that, that I heard that message that night and it just really gripped my heart. Roxanne worked second shift, which meant getting home late every night. But one evening was different. Instead of her favorite rock station, she found Focus on the Family on the radio. I didn't find out until sometime later that I actually, you know, got saved or born again or, you know, gave my heart to the Lord that night. I just knew that I prayed the prayer at the end. So I just, you know, was probably by that time, almost 1230, it would take me about half of an hour to drive home and just driving in my car, crying and filled with peace and joy and, and just feeling the presence of the Lord. It was wonderful. I'm Jim Daly. Working together, we can save more families like Roxanne's every month. Become a friend to Focus on the Family and invest in this ministry. Call 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. You know, as a mom or a dad, it can be pretty easy to get upset when things don't go your way. But if we're honest, the reason we get mad in those situations might be because we're focusing a little too much or maybe a lot on what we want. I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting team. And uh, let's go ahead now and hear from Gary Thomas. Uh, He shares about good and bad types of anger that you might encounter as a parent. Here's Focus President Jim Daly with Gary. Hey, today I want to move into another kind of difficult subject, that's anger. Uh, Parenting and anger, they just seem to go together. And maybe you're listening and you're saying, well, I've never had that problem. God bless you. That's a wonderful thing that you got the joy of the Lord. But many parents, we do struggle with that anger. First of all, how did you address that in the book? Uh, You said it's natural but dangerous. Uh, How do we avoid compounding that anger in that moment? And how do we just pull back and not express it inappropriately? Anger is certainly one of the key occupational hazards of parenting. A pastor of a church about two to three hundred, which is a good-sized church, but it was enough to where he knew most of the people in his church, he decided to preach a sermon on anger. And at the end of their sermon, they would have people come forward who wanted prayer for that particular topic. Nineteen people came forward that morning and he looked at him and he started laughing. Everyone was a mother of toddlers. <laughs> and so he realized, you know, part of it is the station of life. It's because we care so much and we think if you, you, you could have hurt yourself, we think of what, what could have happened, we think of what it means for their future. It's the sense of betrayal. I've, I've given everything to you. I try to love you and I've made myself so vulnerable to you. I, it just seems like anger becomes uh, such a big part of parenting but for me it also helped me understand God's anger in a way I never could before that there can't be love without anger what's that appropriate anger though distinguish for me between appropriate anger as a parent and inappropriate because I think some parents it's blurry yeah inappropriate anger for me was anger when I was inconvenienced anger when I was put out by what they did or embarrassed or frustrated. And appropriate anger is when I'm angry for what it might mean for them. So I'm trying to maintain my focus on, you can't do this, this is what's going to hurt you. So they're not seeing my displeasure or anger as a result of how could you do this to me, how could you embarrass me in this place or whatnot. They see that my dad really loves me And what I've done has caused an emotion I don't see in him very often. And I know it's because he's worried what this means for my present 
and my future. What would be some examples? I really, just to get the, the feel of this, I want to make sure people are hearing your heart. So when it comes to what behaviors in your children do you think a parent is rightful to say, whoa, come on. One of the classic missteps for us in parents with anger is when we're so terrified when our kid misses a curfew and comes <laughs> home late. And what's the first thing we say? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> you know, they say, wait a minute, you were worried about my safety, and now you're going to take me on. But, but that's where, at that point, our anger becomes, I can't believe you did this to me. I didn't get any sleep. I didn't do that. Instead of taking a step back and having those conversations, you know, you realize the longer you stay out, the more tired you get. The more tired you get, the worse the decisions tend to be. Nothing good happens for a teenager outside the house at 2 a.m. It, right. it just doesn't. So you're trying to express it. We want this for you. We don't want that for you. And when you're making these choices, you're setting yourself up. And even if you got away with it this time, when this becomes a pattern of life, inevitably when you buck wisdom, you pay the price. There's always going to be consequences. Mm -hmm. And so it's not... <sighs> We didn't get any sleep. We've got to get up in the morning. It's really what this means for them and their future. Mm, that's a good way to put it. You're, you're really child-centered at that point, not me, and I've been inconvenienced and yes. such. But what about, uh, I, mean, I appreciate that example, but what about something as simple as they left their dishes in the sink Ooh, again? That's a good one. They didn't put them in the dishwasher. Didn't What's rinse that off. about? I mean, is, is there room for anger on that, Gary? Boy, that's it, is this a friend of yours, John? It could be. <laughs> well, for me, it wasn't. It for me, it wasn't dishes in the sink so much as we were so tight financially when the kids were young, and my dad just ingrained in me: if you leave a room, you turn off the lights. The lights. Yeah. And my kids couldn't get it, and I always knew what house I had in when I came home because every light in the house was on. And one time I came home. And I just went around, I, and Lisa said, what are you doing? I said, well, I'm, I'm trying to find the one light that isn't on. I don't want it to feel left out. <laughs> I was trying to make a point with my kids. Did that, it work? <laughs> no. I yeah. mean, they're just like, oh, Dad, what's Whatever. the problem? Yeah. See, I mean, the uh, difficulty is that's about me, not about my child. But, but here's what happened to cure me of that. I came home one night after work, and the house was completely dark. And I thought, what's up with this? Well, they had left in the afternoon. They'd hit some traffic. We lived in the Northern Virginia area that time, and it could be terrible. So I unusually got home before them, and it was so dark. I, it made me miss them so much. I turned on the lights on to greet them from home because it, it, it just made me realize, you know what? The fact that there are dishes in the sink means there's a kid to get the dishes dirty. Mm. The fact that there's a light left on means there was a kid that was in the room to leave the light on. And so I would say to parents, just take a little step back and, and be grateful um, that the people are there. And yeah, you can't live with somebody without them occasionally inconveniencing you. Huh. Uh, and I do think we, you know, you need to teach them responsibility with consequences and whatnot. And you guys have done so many shows where with parenting experts that can, can help them do that and, and face the consequences. But it's just keeping that heart of what really matters most here. Well, what a powerful lesson from Gary and Danny. I'm sure you can relate. There have been times perhaps that um, your feelings of frustration kind of bubbled up. And, oh, never, and, I mean, <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. Recently, in the past 24 <laughs> hours or past week. I, I Listen, I had a time yeah. 
kind of a time of testing for about a week. It was like everything I wanted to see happen didn't happen. Mm. And I kept looking at my child thinking, when are you going to let go of this? When can I get back to what I want? And the Lord just kept whispering in my ear, it's not about what you want. Oh, that's so true. It's a holy moment almost. Yeah, and John... uh, I mean, just recently, I was—I felt annoyance inside of me towards my son and my daughter in, in simultaneously. A couple of no, oh. no, at, at different moments. Okay. It was just a recent trip, and really going to a mind of gratitude helps me. Just mm-hmm. thankful to be with them, and in both moments, I just—I just stared at my son and, and or my daughter, but both of them. I stared not, at not them for a little bit, not in a weird way, way just, right? Yeah. Not. not a freaky way, but what I did was I just stared for for like a second or two, and just said, "Lord, thank you for uh, Alex. Thank you for Lexi." And it really helped shift my mind when I went to gratitude. Mm-hmm. It does help. It doesn't mean that you can't be annoyed or any of those things. They were doing some things that were that were just them, and in the moment, I didn't have necessarily internal patience for it. Gratitude brought patience back for me towards them. And it shifted my mind towards love. And uh, yeah, I mean, they, it got me through those moments of annoyance. We will have annoyance towards our kids. And we yeah. need to realize that. Uh, but a mind that is grateful in a moment for the relationship and for where you're at does help you have a more adaptive mind. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a hashtag for some of my social media, simple gift. And I want to just see the moment as a simple gift. And, and you're right, that gratitude just kind of resets and gives perspective. And uh, that's the kind of encouragement we want you to get as you continue to listen and uh, maybe get a copy of Gary Thomas's book, Sacred Parenting. It's really full of Gary's uh, wonderful wisdom and uh, his insights, and it's available for a donation of any amount to the ministry today. Um, find the link in the show notes, donate to Focus, and we'll send the book to you. And Danny's team has uh, lots of great resources for you on our website. Uh, We're going to link over in the show notes to an article called Recapturing Courage, What Kids Can Teach You About God. Uh, That's free, and it ties right in with what we've been talking about today. And next time, we'll hear more from Gary Thomas about uh, maybe not taking yourself so seriously as a parent. And uh, for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. As a parent, it's easy to find myself sitting backseat to my kids in the back seat. It's tough to be a step ahead. In full honesty, I'm pretty hard on myself when that happens. But I've found Practice Makes Parent, a podcast from Focus on the Family, hosted by Dr. Danny Huerta and Rebecca St. James. It helps me be more intentional and not feel alone when things get tough. Everything they share is practical and well-practiced, and I can use it right away. Listen to Practice Makes Parent wherever you get your podcasts.